What is the problem? People need to calm down, get a little less politically correct, and I would say, you know, love everybody. You clearly don't know who you're talking to, so let me clue you in. This is a freak show. An intergalactic freak show. What do you make of that? It's about right. I keep telling my colleagues uh, that this is the new normal. God help us all. Hold on a sec. I'm going to get me a beer. Well, who wouldn't want an opportunity to talk to Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty? Well, uh, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty, who host the popular uh, radio talk show, ask the same question of their listeners, and here's their response. Now, I know a lot of y'all don't care because y'all don't work for the government or y'all probably don't even have a job. I give you America itself. This is Ed McMahon. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. Studio C. Oh, say, senor. A dimly lit room deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications Compound. And hey, everybody, on a Friday? It's Friday, right? We're under the tutelage of our general manager. Tit for tat in Washington, D.C. as the shutdown conflict continues. We got to read the whole uh, tweet that Donald Trump had about canceling Nancy Pelosi's trip. It's really fantastic. But as one journalist I like, Amy Walter, said, we are now in what historians call the na-na-na-na-poo-poo era of American politics. Exactly. We clearly are. This is good stuff. This is my wheelhouse. This is my wheelhouse. This is where I could go on cable news channels as an expert. That's right. Petty vindictiveness, pointless grudges era. These times were made for us. Yes, exactly. When the going gets weird, the weird turn pro. <laughs> Fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. Um, you know, and also on that, God, I don't I don't want to talk about any of this, but that's part of my point here. It's a classic boy who cried wolf parable over and over again. So if I flip on MSNBC and you tell me for the third time this week, let alone the 300th time since Trump became president, if you tell me again last night, this is the day historians will remember as the day the Trump administration came oh, to an boy. end. No we are now into impeachable. You said that Tuesday. You can't say that every other day and expect me to get all excited about it. And yet they do. And yet they do. How else are they going to keep their few hundred thousand viewers and their outsized influence? You know, Bill Maher even said that he said, we spent too much time doing this with George Bush and various other people. Right. That, you know, now it sounds like we're doing the same thing. We're serious. Right. This time. He's a racist he said, to the new Hitler, blah, 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 blah. I don't agree with him, but there is a problem with always saying whoever's in charge is Hitler and every single day is an impeachable offense. If you do that every single day, you lose a lot of people. They got more smoking guns at MSNBC than there were at the Battle of the Bulge. Huh? I don't know. Is that just too long? Probably. Anyway, got more smoking guns than a, than a something or other. <sighs> so our Friday uh, episode: stay for the come for the tit, stay for the tat. That, right. will, that will be our slogan all day long. Let's introduce huh. everybody in a squad. We'll start over there with our board operator, Michelangelo. Make sure Person. you finish that saying. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I'm not, exactly. I'm not sure. I love it. Free beer. Um, okay. <laughs> Let's introduce our squad. There's our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning, Michael? I'm doing great. Um, yesterday, I did the self-check at the uh, at the store, and I, I feel, you know, 
I, I used to have a problem where something would happen with the machine and somebody would have to come over and give me assistance. And uh, it just wasn't worth it, so I would just do the regular <laughs> checkout stand. I hear you. But I finally have gotten the scanning technique down to the point where I, I can do a pretty full basket now and get the receipt and walk down there with my head held high. Did so. I ever tell a story? I don't know if I did it because I was at Target and I'm trying to, I'm doing the self-checkout thing, which I almost never do. Yeah. Um, part of what I'm paying for is for that person over there to check me out. So I'm going to go. They can do it. Well, that's but, interesting. As a misanthrope, I think, I think you'd be attracted to the self-checkout. I don't want to press a bunch of buttons. I just want to set my thing there. You tell me how much it is. Here's my card. I'm done. Um, so I, uh, I'm doing my thing and whatever. And I'm, I'm, I'm just, I think it's the first time I've ever done it. I'm doing this. I'm struggling. And there's this ancient woman behind me, like 140. She's, you got to press that. And now you get, and you press that. You know, you did that too fast. You needed I finally just said, I grabbed my stuff. I said, go ahead. Go ahead. Go. Do your thing. And then I'll do it. <laughs> wow. Wow. So when misanthrope is weighed against Luddite, Luddite wins. Yeah. So you hate the self Just leave. Oh, I hate it. Absolutely hate it. That's funny. I leave like it. me alone. Just, just check out my stuff. I'll hand you to my card and I go. I don't want to learn your system. I don't want to tell you how many bags I need. I don't want that person uh, staring at me trying to figure out if I'm stealing from them. I don't want any of that. There's yeah. pause. Yes. The worst is when they have to come over and assist you, though, because then oh, you yeah. feel like such an idiot. Oh, yeah. You know? Well, you don't want old ladies telling you and how I to feel do like it either. Everyone in the store is looking at me. I know that's a guy that can't scan an item, you know. There is Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Doing very well. Another edition of the Positive Sean blog, the, the PSB. Not to be confused with the PSP, that's the Positive Sean portfolio. In this Positive Sean blog, the PSB, there's talks of the Positive Sean Studios, the PSS. Mm. But. <sighs> The main crux of this is that it was a big uh, week for movie trailers. The John Wick Chapter 3 trailer dropped yesterday. Uh, it is posted there for your viewing pleasure, along with some of my thoughts on it, uh, including uh, there is a sword fight on motorcycles. So you'll want to check that out. Wow. Sword fight on motorcycles. Wow. We need wow. more of that in the Cineplex. Wow. And on our nation's highways. <laughs> Absolutely. There is Marshall Phillips, who does our news every day. How are you, Marshall? I'm doing very well. Big football weekend coming up. I have consulted with my financial advisor. Investments have been made. No point spread or anything like that. Just straight wins. And I predict after the championship games play out, it will be the Rams and the Patriots in the Super Bowl this year. Wow. Wow. Going with the Rams. Interesting. Yes. yes. So Monday we will get together again and all celebrate. What do the networks want? What does the league want? What do advertisers want? I don't know. Rams-Patriots because it would be the biggest advertising market against the most popular football team? Yeah, well known theoretically. Football team although anyway. the Rams are in an enormous media market where the interest is mediocre. Right. And Drew Brees versus Tom Brady has the, the yeah. headline star okay. appeal. You can probably market that pretty effectively. Yeah, well, have the Chiefs thing, though. The That's Chiefs the... have the single most exciting player in the game, yes. too. I yes. Jack, yep. I think, no matter how it shakes out, <laughs> oh, we're geez. the winners. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Oh, oh, wow. Very good. Wow. That's a good one. <laughs> Uh, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this. It is Friday, January 18th, the year 2019. We are Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. Let's begin running at and knocking down the lies you hear in the media, precisely according to FCC rules and regulations. Here we go, at Mark. And they decided to treat me like just a million-dollar winner. You know, the guy came down the stairs, took me to the back room where the camera was with the Iowa Lottery logo in the background, and sure enough, they wrote me the $1 check and had me hold it up for the camera and took a picture. 
sounds like a $1 lottery winner. <laughs> so if you win a dollar, you get the big check? That's if you go cool. down to the offices, they'll uh, they'll do the whole pageant for you. <laughs> Fantastic. I would do that. You know what? You know what? That's a guy I can party we with. Need, we need that. Absolutely. Don't we need that during yes, these troubled times? Yeah. Somebody look up the origin of tit for tat. I'm kind of interested in where that came from. We'll get to that later. What are our other headlines, Marshall Phillips? Al Trump grounds the speaker. The Dems have pounced on a report that Cohen says the president told me to lie. And the state that really wants to become a nanny. Wait till you hear this one. Minutes from now. Oh, boy. That'll be that's right up our alley. How does mailbag look? Oh, it's fine and dandy. Plus, since it's Friday morning, we have to do uh, clips of the week. Oh, yeah, you remembered this week, I see. I had to ask you to uh, check your tone there, <laughs> sir. Check your tone. Last week we were halfway through mailbag before anybody even noticed. <laughs> see how, yeah, clips of the week, and then, as Marshall mentioned, we got the latest, uh-oh, the, the, he, now he did it, smoking gun Trump story in theory. They got more smoking guns than the Alamo. You can't play that card every day. That was much shorter. Yeah, you're Thank you. getting more pithy. Yeah. You are listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. Cancels the State of the Union address. Trump takes away Nancy's plane so she can't go on her trip. That's that's tit for tat, which is an English saying meaning equivalent retaliation. Going back to something called tip for tap in the 1500s. I see. Good times. Back in the 1500s, spellings across genres didn't necessarily hold uh, much consistency. So the tit for tat was just another way to spell essentially the same thing. And depending on where you were from, that's the dialect mm. or what you would say. Certainly. And they slurred a lot back in the old days. You didn't know. Tit for tat what it is. Did he see tit for tat? Dental care was not nearly exactly. as uh, developed as it is uh, during the modern age, Jack. Exactly. Well, hey, I tell you what, mailbag's really good. Uh, I want to get to it, so let's uh, get right into the uh, thing that has to happen first, which would be a fond look back at the week that was. It's Cow Clips of the Week. I, I do think Chinese users are not uh, scrutinizing uh, the uh, the protection of privacy as much as the American users. That <laughs> this report is almost certain to be anticlimactic. And I think we're going to serve McDonald's, Wendy's, and Burger Kings with some pizza. Same. Making the same old excuses. Boys will be boys. Boys will be boys. Hard cut. We are one. Harder cut. Cheetos. Think the nose habit. Right. No. Is it? Is the honourable gentleman persisting? No. Persistence in order. I know what I'm doing. Order. Trump. Is now ordering, as in summoning, federal government workers to go back to work without getting paid. I don't know what type of action base because this is not what I do. <laughs> well, this is what we do. It's the Armstrong and Getty Show. Mailbag. Woo! 
Here's your freedom-loving quote of the day from the great Milton Friedman. The only way that has ever been discovered to have a lot of people cooperate together voluntarily is through the free market. And that's why it's so essential to preserving individual freedom. It's absolutely true. Governments that attempt to control the economy soon attempt to control everything. Because they have to. It's the only way. Your federal crime of the day, because there's so many federal crimes, not only does nobody has counted them, nobody even knows how to begin counting them. Section 18, U.S. Code, paragraph 3061, uh, subparagraph C, slash 4 over B times 3, and on and on, makes it a federal crime to drink alcohol at the post office unless the postmaster general says it's okay. Wow. Uh, Hanson, can you get me the postmaster general's uh, his, his number? Because I'd like to have a party at the P.O. I've probably done that. I can't uh, nail down a specific time, but I probably have. We're going to be in the bag, in the mail bag. Let's get it on. I used to work for radio stations where we'd do big uh, hootenannies, hoedowns um, on a, like tax night, you know, leading up till midnight mm-hmm. at the post office. I believe there's drinking involved. Ah, nice. Beautiful. I'm sure you had the permission of the postmaster general. I'm not sure we did. Not even a postmaster lieutenant or mm. captain? No? All right. Here's a nice note from Annie. Uh, she says, I know you're tired of slogans, but uh, please read. Uh, here's mine. Helping you shine in 21.9. Please pass along my gratitude to the entire crew. You all make me smile and chuckle, if not more every day. My life is hard, and this crew is a bright spot that I can count on for sunshine in a very tough time right now. This show means the world to me. It's very kind of you to say, Annie. And, and you know what? It's funny. All of us came in, well, several of us, including the co-hosts, came in this morning and in a bit of a uh, hiney-chapped mood. Just the news is so tedious and annoying. And all the talking heads are so dumb and repetitive and self-righteous and the rest of it. Uh, but but your notice has heartened me. So thank you for the heartening. Very kind of you, Annie. So I have breaking news, I think. Oh, boy. Uh, depends on how reliable they are so this is from a texter give all the background on this okay we have been texted many things that turn out not to be true yes over the years liars but this links to the santa monica observer which as far as i know is a legitimate thing yeah um and uh, somebody ought to be observing santa monica and apparently they are this texter says the santa monica observer broke the story that ruth bader ginsburg had uh the little uh, thing in her lung when she fell down and all that sort of stuff. Okay. So was a source, the original source on that. I don't know if that's true or not. How would they know? I don't know. How would who know? The Santa Monica Observer? Family. Maybe there's family in there. It's possible. I don't know. I don't know. But anyway, the Santa Monica Observer is saying today, stricken with pneumonia, Ruth Bader Ginsburg cancels event set for uh, this coming January, and it actually says she may be nearing the end of her life in this story. Oh, golly. Now, this, I don't know what the Santa Monica Observer is. I haven't done any research on this. This may be the most um, uh, somebody... irresponsible thing I've ever done on the radio. Wow, wait a minute. Come on now. <laughs> <There's> <laughs> Let's a make a list. Right. But, uh, so there you go. We'll keep an eye on that story. I'm it? investigating. Okay, yeah. It, it's not impossible that she'd have some fluid well, on her lungs. Let's, I, let's not I... run any farther with my shenanigans. That's the guy who brought it up! Then, uh... <laughs> it, it, 
Well, can, first of all, somebody figure out if there's such a legitimate newspaper as the Santa Monica Observer. It is, and it's a weekly okay. print. Okay. So have that, weight that as you will. <laughs> okay, I will. Is it the kind of weekly that's got like lots of pot ads and reviews of local bands? Or? Right, right, exactly. <laughs> is there any other kind? <laughs> right. <laughs> now we're almost out of time. Well, this Mike, is a huge oh, no. story. No, if it's, we're not. If it's all, at all true, it's, yes. it's the story of our time. Well, and we know how often the Santa Monica Observer breaks these big stories. <laughs> wow. Has the Malibu Gazette got anything we want to know about? Or the, their Long Beach Digest? Again, none of these should be weighted in totality, but their Twitter account has 213 followers. Weight that as you will. Okay. That's a okay. lot of people. Okay. 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 That's there like you a go. sold out comedy you, club. You win, right. Sean. You win. All right. Michael, back to mailbag. For the love of heaven, how I'm about the, the traditional music? which we use to accompany the gentle, the beautiful, the ancient Japanese art of the haiku. Jack, are you familiar with the haiku? The five syllables, the seven, then the five? I almost spit out my coffee when you said that. <laughs> this is from I Tim. hated haikus when they were first explained to me in first grade. I thought this is stupid as a first grader, and I oh hung my. on to that This belief. is borderline racist, what you're saying here. <laughs> Our title today, Tim's Haiku is Pelosi versus Trump. Petulant children. No speech here. No jet for you. So sick of it all. Yeah, no kidding. That's Tim who signs off. Have a groovy day. I will be doing my bestest, Tim. Uh, well, gall dang it. We're, uh, we're out of time. A little bonus mailbag down the road, perhaps. You can email us anytime you want. Mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. So I am checking the Redondo Beach Daily Picayune to say <laughs> if there's any backing up of the story. Marshall's got his news coming up <laughs> on the Armstrong and Getty Show. the most irresponsible thing I've ever done on the radio, I passed along a story from something called the Santa Monica Observer, which says that Ruth Bader Ginsburg has pneumonia and is nearing the end of her life. Now, I don't know anything about the Santa Monica Observer. We're not coming across this story anywhere else, although I just came across this from Armstrong Economics, which might be made up because it's got my name in it. your sister publication. And it says Ruth Bader Ginsburg has contracted pneumonia, but no no real source no source I've ever heard of in my life and I've heard of a lot of sources right. is going with it and I know a lot of irresponsible sources that'd be happy to go with it but uh, we'll just keep you updated on this I mean it, I hope she's fine I honestly hope she's fine yeah I, and, and unless she owes you money we'll find out soon enough I mean, I, the rest of us can wait. I haven't found anything yet, but I'm pretty sure that's because I keep misspelling pneumonia. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll get back to you later. Oddly, Sean, it begins with a P. P. Why would it do that? that? Because we're crazy people. Um, Because uh, English is a bastard language. If, if she goes, it's the biggest story in America. All the other ones might as well just sit in the back of the bus. Nobody's going to talk to you for a long time. Every other story. Wow, on uh, the eve of MLK's uh, day at the back of the bus, probably poor metaphor, Jack. I'd ask you to choose your words more carefully. Uh, also, we'll be listening to... Okay, move Mar- to the back of the theater, whatever. <laughs> Nobody's paying attention to you worse. anymore. Even worse. Do we know the Inquisitor? Is that... The Inquisitor? Is that another made-up f- news I organization? Think, I think they're going to torture me for being Protestant. Okay. The Inquisitor. Uh, but now... 
Here's your scenario based on very little. Marshall's going to hit us with some shocking and, 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 and uh, attention-grabbing stories about the Trump administration, which may or may not be true, as usual. But if some of the worst things happen to be true, yeah. and the notorious RBG needs to check out of her job, um, then it's like some sort of insane race to the finish line. Woo! Okay, yeah. let's get Woo! to the news now with Marsha Phillips. Al Trump grounds the speaker a day after House Speaker Nancy Pelosi asked the president to reschedule his State of the Union address First until... time, worth pointing out, in American history, wartime, world wars, recessions, depressions, assassinations. First time a speaker's ever said, yeah, why don't you do not? deliver the State of the Union. So, it's a pretty big thing. Go on, Marshall. Pelosi asking him to reschedule the State of the Union until after the partial government shutdown is over. Trump, meanwhile, has denied Pelosi the use of a military plane for her planned trip to Afghanistan and Brussels. As they were getting on the bus to the airport. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yes. They were that close to leaving. They were on the bus to Andrews Air Force Base. So read us Trump's tweet, because I love that. Well, this is the president writing as follows. Due to the shutdown, I'm sorry to inform you that your trip to Brussels, Egypt, and Afghanistan has been postponed. We will reschedule this seven-day excursion when the shutdown is over. They were getting on the bus for a week long trip yes to the corners of the globe wow you've made a lot of arrangements in your life when you're the speaker of the dang house and all your responsibilities uh to be gone for a week and now you're uh you're not going boy that's some good if you enjoy tit for tat that's some good tit for tat now did he have any info on how close she was to leaving and did he wait to the last second oh i'm sure (laughs) i'm absolutely sure keep that information i have at the very least jackie enjoyed that coincidence very much no doubt about that trump going on (laughs) oh my god i would have loved to have seen her face when she got word We what? What? <laughs> oh, wow. Trump going on to write, in light of the 800,000 great American workers not receiving pre- uh, pay, I am sure you'd agree that postponing this public relations event is totally appropriate. I also feel that during this period, it would be better if you were in Washington negotiating with me and joining the strong border security movement to end the shutdown. You know, I will tell you this. And, and I'm trying to be even-handed on this and just understand the politics of it, because it's a sport. You know, if you get all wrapped up in it and get all emotional, it's just going to make you crazy. And why would you let it? It's just politics. But the Speaker of the House leaving the country for a week, for a week, in the midst of the government shutdown, while mewling and whining about how unjust it is toward the poor federal workers. That does seem crazy. That, that's, that's incredibly bad optics. Yeah. But really? I, I, as a fan of the childish and spiteful, I enjoy the president's move. I'm not sure it wasn't a better move to let her go. Now that you mention it, I yeah, I think he's in a much better position to be in Washington, D.C. for a full seven days right. saying... The main person to negotiate with left the country for a week. Yeah, federal workers. Yeah, as you you know, it gets harder and harder for you to deal without your money. Yeah, I think I think he misplayed it. Maybe you ought to come out on the east lawn, or if you prefer the south lawn, uh, every day and hold a press conference, which will consist of "I'm here, I'm ready to negotiate. I want to get these people back to work." Has anybody seen Speaker Pelosi? Okay, and then he walks back in the White House right. and does that every right. single day. Trump wrapping it up uh, with his letter to uh, Speaker Pelosi saying, Obviously, if you would like to make your journey by flying commercial, that would certainly be your prerogative. That's my favorite part. That was cute. You know, JFK didn't give uh, LBJ, wouldn't give him the good plane. 
the uh, the military plane to fly around the country. <laughs> wow. Made him flying like some, they transport mail in it plane or that something. That was when he was the Veep. Yeah. His yeah. Veep. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Democrats <laughs> Democrats demanding an investigation after a new report from BuzzFeed claims President Trump told his former lawyer to lie to Congress about talks to build a Trump Tower in Moscow. The report citing federal law enforcement claiming Michael Cohen claimed Trump directed him to tell Senate and House Intelligence Committees that negotiations for a Trump Tower wrapped up earlier than they actually did. In November, Cohen went ahead and pled guilty to lying to Congress about these plans. He claimed the period ended in January 2016 when it actually continued until June of that year. So the theoretical big deal out of this is Trump telling him to lie, which is suborning perjury. Exactly. Perjury before Congress. And uh, reminiscent of uh, lying, perhaps, well, not perhaps, lying about playing grab Heine with your intern. It's not the it's not the grab hiney that matters, it's the lying. And likewise, if Trump said, you know, politically speaking it'd look bad if if we admitted we were still chasing this deal in August. So claim we gave up, gave it up last year. That's not against the law unless you're telling somebody to do it to Congress. Um and then it's, you know, allegedly suborning per- perjury if it's true, according to BuzzFeed. And again, the problem is the boy cried wolf. You can't three times a week say this is the big one and and expect me to react the same way. And this is like the third time this week. Oh, my God. Have you heard this? Rudy this Giuliani is... has said, you know, right, okay. Right. Yeah. One last quick note. Tesla saying it's planning to cut its staff by about 7%. They sent out an email to their employees early this morning saying the road ahead is very difficult. Yep. Oh, yeah, dang, I, I hate hearing that. I root for Tesla yeah. a lot. I live in. I'd love to know if there's a town in America that has more Teslas per capita than the town I live in. I see like ten a day, but I I know that they're 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 just not that many people buying them across the country. Buddy, mine just bought the three and he loves it. Oh, loves they're, it. They're, 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 I don't think anybody's ever not said they're a great car, but they're pretty pricey. Yeah, and then oh, you yeah. got the whole you got to plug them in thing. Depending on where you live, sure. that's not always the easiest thing to do. Maybe and Elon Musk is saying the road ahead is difficult. Therefore, we're introducing a four wheel drive model. There Maybe that's coming go. out today. I don't know. That's a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips. I'm Strong at Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. And I think this might also be tied to the fact that I. The, the deadline on rebates for getting full electric right. cars, I think, is going away. Yep. So yep. Some, yes. of the, yep. some of the ways that you were able to kind of hedge that cost is no longer yeah, there. Yeah, that 7500 bucks or 8500 yeah. bucks, whatever it was, is going away, which is a, which was a big motivator. Well, they figured out that it's mostly upscale people who buy electric cars. Absolutely. And therefore, the left is portraying those subsidies as a gift to the rich, which is, as usual, overstating, but... Oh, as politics goes, well, I get al- it. You can also just look at it as a taxpayer. Do I want to subsidize people buying their super nice electric car? Give them a break on that? I'd like to subsidize an entire new fleet of highway patrolmen who would arrest and jail for an extended period people who drive slow in the left lane. <laughs> and people who who think it's safer to merge onto a superhighway oh. at 45 miles per hour. I better merge on real slowly to be safe. I want to drag you out of your car, <laughs> grab you by the front of your shirt, and just yell at you for a few minutes. Because I would a, never perpetrate an act of violence. It's a perfectly normal response, I think. Like, everybody's with you on that. 
I know. There might be a fair amount of spittle hitting face, but I'm healthy. I know. They're always in a very sensible car because they're that sort of person. They're super safe, super practical. You're almost killing yourself and everybody every single day when you get on the highway, right. Mr. Practical. Yeah, you're right. Long jail sentences for those people. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and not those tennis camps either. Real prison. Real prison. Making big rocks in the little rocks. <laughs> in the sun. Okay, so we got to chase a bunch of stories all morning long, including that irresponsible one that I put out there that probably shouldn't have been mentioned. You, <laughs> you are listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Ever every night. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the of nation. Of the nation. option. Yes, if, if we have to, I think we absolutely should. I think in no way should we say that the State of the Union is now a partisan event and that Democrats can just cancel it because they don't like Republicans. But it I is think- serious. I, only because I read something there where it was suggested yesterday and some of the senators joked about it. Well, no, I think it actually could happen. It's not. So that's Rand Paul saying it's a serious proposal from Republican senators to have the State of the Union address in the uh, the well of the Senate. Uh, saying that they should not cancel it. It should not become a partisan event where the other side can cancel it if they want to. We never canceled it under Obama. Right. And you just, we, he didn't want to set a new precedent. So we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. That seems to be the sort of precedent that, um, immediately becomes super popular. <laughs> Finding oh, some yeah. You pretext. can imagine because there's always um, something going on. Oh, you sure. could During claim. the current unrest with Saudi Arabia or whatever. Yeah. You could always, yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see how this all plays out. Um, I do think, as we said earlier, I think I, I can understand Trump's impulse to cancel cancel her trip. Uh, but I think the better long play would have been to let her leave the country and be gone for seven days and look like she just doesn't care. Especially if you could find a way to highlight the fact that she was in Hawaii for, was it the second week of the shutdown or... Or is it, you know, rough? Yeah, so you could she might be able to say she's been gone two of the last three weeks or something like that. Right, right, yeah, yeah. See how this all plays out. Um, also, following the, there's some stories bouncing around on in news outlets I've never heard of about Ruth Bader Ginsburg having pneumonia. Now we've got one from something called TigerDroppings.com that also was reporting that she's got pneumonia. I'm not sure you can go to that website. TigerDroppings.com, you exactly, say. Exactly. It's not shown up in the Washington Post or New York Times or anywhere like that. Not yet. A little bonus mailbag, if I might, to uh, uh, give the voice, give a voice to the the folks in the audience. You can email us mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. First of all, uh, Jack writes, uh, Jack and Joe, you keep getting the title of Chris Christie's book wrong. It's, It's not let me finish, it's. Are you going to finish that? Hilarious. That's a fat joke is what that is. And Jack says, that's my one fat joke for the day. That's Play we- that song to let you know you've exhausted your supply of fat jokes about Chris Christie. That's a CCFJ is what we call him around here. Uh, Chris Christie fat joke. Again, the sound you'll hear is, that's enough. Are you going to finish that? <laughs> <laughs> that's a pretty good one. That is enough. <laughs> oh, it's hilarious. Then this note from Tim. Joe calling Joe. That's me, everybody. 
Joe calling Chris Cuomo of CNN smart but annoying, agreed, is a little like the pot calling the kettle black. Well, guilty. (laughs) Then he says, Lindsey Graham is a paper tiger. Remember how apoplectic he was over the murder of Jamal Khashoggi? Oh, this will not stand. Oh, heads will roll. Right. Meanwhile, Pompeo is over there schmoozing with the Saudis, stroking MBS's beard, and not a peep out of the little hawk, who I actually get a kick out of. I do, too. I mentioned this yesterday. Lindsey Graham is like that good friend who's just a terrific guy or gal, and you enjoy him. But they got like this one aspect of their personality that they start ranting about, I don't know, you know, I don't. I don't want to pick anything because I don't want to get the emails. But you know, they got some wacky belief. Other than that, they're a great guy. Lindsey Graham just wants to invade and occupy every single country on Earth. Other than that, I think he's great. Saudi Arabia claims to be looking for the real killers, OJ style. Um, oh, uh, I don't know. It's like he's not really the juice anymore. All right. Are they going to actually try some people and execute them just to get the the world off their back? See, I I'm wrestling with this morally. It sickens me. Uh, because I hate injustice, and and I, I, I admit the guys that MBS clearly sent to kill Khashoggi are, are bad guys and rough guys, but they were sent specifically by a guys who whose orders they cannot refuse. They had no choice but to obey his orders, unless they were going to you know melt into the desert never to be seen again. All right, I'll grant you that. But anyway, so they went and did what they had to do. Uh, international outrage happens, and MBS says, yeah, 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 it was uh, those guys that I ordered to do it who did it on their own. Yeah, we're going to go ahead and execute them horribly. I just, that sickens me. But, you know, welcome to the Middle East. Jack, the Santa Monica Observer is a crap paper that my friends on Facebook like to cite. They've been wrong on almost everything they've ever reported, says this texter. But All right. I don't have any idea. Which may be absolutely true or That's as ridiculous right. as sure. the original story. Give that texter the phone number of the person who yes! first texted it to you and let them figure it out. Yeah, you have two argue. F- fight to the death. Maybe meet in a Walmart parking lot and wrestle about it. Tim, who wrote the note about Lindsey Graham, also says the monarch butterfly population has declined 86% since last year. I read about that the other day. It's 99% since the 80s. That's weird. The insects are leaving us with direct links to other pollinators and die, the dying out of songbirds. This is just the saddest news ever and can only get worse. You know, putting aside the fact that they're pretty, pretty butterflies and I everybody enjoys like, a pretty butterfly. I feel like I see fewer monarch butterflies. When I was a kid, I saw them all the time. Oh, yeah. I'm not, well, sure, it's, my oh, it's kid, beyond question. I'm not sure my kids have ever seen one. Right. It could be some sort of weird cyclical thing uh, that we just don't know about because nobody's bothered to study it or, or the apocalypse or well yeah the butterfly might be the canary in the coal mine as it were it's the butterfly in the rest of the world so uh that's a little chilling keep your eye on that on the other hand this is excellent news this i have been waiting for this for years and years the blood of the young is now on sale yes where do i get some for the aging and bitter to inject into themselves and therefore thereby revitalize themselves. Is it going to make me less bitter? <laughs> you can mainline the blood of the young, Jack. It's $8,000 per liter. Nothing counts so much as blood. I was Nothing when, costs so much. Well, I was bitter when I was young. I don't see why it's going to change my personality. Ambrosia, a startup founded by Stanford Medical School, a Stanford Medical School graduate, has begun pouring, although remember, somebody's got to be last in their class, every single medical class. 
has begun pouring the blood of the young into the hardened arteries of their elders in five cities, one of them San Francisco, according to a new report. Yes, but is there any proof that it works? I know people are doing it. From what I understand, it's a little sketchy as to whether or not what the results are. Well, it was founded, this company, in 2016 by Jesse Carmazan, an MD never licensed to practice medicine. Okay. Ah, the license is so expensive. Sure. I got my MD from Stanford, right? Yeah. Some state board's going to say, okay, you can be a doctor. Forget it. I'm a doctor. They wouldn't give me one just because I'm crazy. Anyway, Florida, <laughs> Florida-based Ambrosia claims to be able to combat aging through infusions of blood plasma from younger people. It's now infusing patients in L.A., Tampa. Omaha, Houston, okay. and you, San Francisco. You're still skipping over the most important part to me. The how, fact am that, I, how am I going to get to the clinic? <laughs> the, I'll try. The fact that people are doing it doesn't surprise me. Um, well, it surprises me a little. But uh, what are the results? And then you'd have to weed out, of course, the placebo effect. Because if you injected me with young blood, I might feel great. But Oh, right. Yeah, Sure. Right, it'd be like waking up in a good mood because you know something fun's going to happen that afternoon. You have more energy, so yeah, the placebo effect I'd imagine would be enormous. Uh, so far, nearly one hundred. So you have to have a test. You have to do an experiment. You inject some people with young blood. You inject some people with old blood. Right. And yeah, you observe. Right. So far, Barbaric. nearly one hundred and fifty patients, ages thirty-five to ninety-two, including eighty-one during a clinical trial, have received the treatment. Company calls its intravenous intervention blah, young blibs. Yeah, I can't help but point out the lack of uh, really getting into the results there. You'd think you'd be touting that greatly if you had any data on results. But it's worth the conversation. If you end up with some pretty hard evidence that it does make you feel a lot younger again, holy crap. Where does it go from there? Now, two University of California at Berkeley researchers who have researched this procedure in mice last year described Ambrosia's treatments as, quote, dangerous. <laughs> Dangerously exciting, that's what I'd say. More on this story to come. Hang around if you can. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.